Welcome to Heartful Talk, an honest, open and inspiring podcast with Eva Kiviluoma and Gabriel Maldonado. We discuss yoga, applied philosophy, lifestyle, nutrition and many other topics simply and profoundly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, this is your co-host Eva and I want to warmly welcome you to our first episode of this new podcast that has been our plan for many years already. I'm here with my best friend, co-host and husband, Gabriel. Hello everyone, it's lovely to be with you, to share with you and to spend time, just having time to to talk, to express our views so that you can get to know us better and you can receive valuable information for your life. So as I said, this podcast idea began in my mind already many years ago and it took some time (laughs) to come into fruition, but I'm very proud of us that we are sitting here right now and starting this first podcast episode. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little nervous, I have to say. This is the first time we're doing a podcast and I've never done this before. It feels very new. And of course, when you are thinking about doing something of this sort, you can get a little nervous and the inner critic within you can get a little annoying with uh, all sorts of excuses and barriers not to do it. So I'm very glad we are doing it, that we took this step and that we are here with you right now, sharing from us to you. So with this first podcast episode, we wanted to wish you a happy, happy new year, a new beginning as it is for the podcast as well. And we thought we'd start the first episode by telling our stories because most of you probably listeners know us through the yoga classes, right? You maybe have been in one of our class or have taken an online class with us. and Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe you're just getting to know us right now. In that case, it's very nice to meet you. Thank you for listening. Uh, We thought that we'd tell you a little bit about us. So um, my story, where do I begin? (laughs) I thought about this actually. Well, my story began in uh, 1992 in a not too remote, but still fairly remote place in Finland. And uh, I grew up uh, as a single child, feeling very loved with my parents, who actually, uh, my mother was 46 when she gave birth to me. So that was quite how, an amazing uh, Yeah. How old was what, accomplishment. your mom? My mother was 21 when she had me. Right. So so our parents have a bit of an age difference. <laughs> but I love you, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> so I grew up in Finland, but I did live some time abroad as well, including a couple of years in Germany because my father was working there. And at that time in the 90s, um, it was a very big uh, privilege to be able to work abroad. Most of my friends didn't have that opportunity of having the experience of living in another culture, learn a new language. learning another language. Exactly. I, I learned uh, German, which unfortunately I have forgotten a lot. <laughs> but um, 
then I went to Spain for, I believe it is high school in English, right? For a couple of years and, and learned Spanish, which later on in life, as I met this handsome South American man, <laughs> turned out to be a good thing that I had a little bit of Spanish background. It really helped with my family. Yes, it was lovely to be able to communicate with them. And I always loved traveling. So I grew up quite independent. And when I turned 18, uh, like maybe many uh, 18-year-olds, I really wanted to uh, be independent fast. And I moved out of home and started building my own life. And that's when I moved to Helsinki. So I've been living in this lovely city for yeah, over 10 years now. And uh, it feels feels like home. And I traveled a lot all through my early adult life. I traveled a lot in Southeast Asia, and uh, Australia, in Indonesia, as well as in Europe. And uh, what I loved about traveling was that I got to go out into the world and uh, be unknown, right? Like nobody knew anything about me because I come from a small place. And if you come from a small place, you know what I mean, that everyone knows everything about you. And that is refreshing when you travel, it's, you meet people as they are right there and then in front of you and others are not projecting anything, at least from your past. And I you. can imagine if you come from Finland also to go and see different cultures, because this is such a privileged country where we have so much and we are so well taken care of. So to see different cultures and different climates uh, probably help you also and help you broaden your view of the world. Absolutely. And I recommend that to uh, every young person out there listening to this podcast to go out and travel and meet people and see different ways of living and gain perspective on 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 your life. And as Gabrielle said, on how well we have things here. And uh, so I love traveling. And that was a common love of ours, because um, as it turns out in a moment when Gabriel will share his story, he too loved traveling since a very young guy. So we've been both uh, travel lovers. And uh, later on, as we share how we met, that's also also a part of the story. So as I was traveling around um, in my late teens, let's say, I was, uh, of course, as all uh, 18, 19 year olds, pondering the question of, well, what am I going to be as an adult? And increasingly, in today's world, younger and younger people have to ask that question, right? I mean, you, when you're 14, 13, 15, people already ask you, what are you going to be when you grow up? Especially, and you don't have a clue about it at all. Of course not. So I was throwing that question around in my mind, and I really didn't know. And something that I've learned now later as I look back at myself is that I had one quality that I'm very grateful about and that was I didn't listen to the pressure of society or even my parents for that matter uh, as to what to go and study or where to take my life. I really took the time to feel into what is it that I truly want and I, of course, as we all do, observed the world and I looked at people and I was always very interested in psychology and how the mind works and how we perceive and why are other people that way and other people this way. And uh, but, but when I met 
my psychology teachers or um, whether at school or online, I didn't, of those exact individuals, I didn't get the feeling that they were exactly living the message or the knowledge rather that that they would have embodied the information. So it didn't quite convince me exactly. Uh, so I never went to study psychology, even though I read uh, books and loved it at school. But I had these questions about life in my mind, which I think all of us have at some point in our lives. And these are also the questions of yoga, which we will be talking about in this podcast. Uh, and they are the three famous questions, right? The first one is, who am I? I asked myself that question still today, but especially a lot in my late teens. Who am I? Why am I here? So what's my purpose? When am I going to take this life that I've been given? What am I going to do with it? Why am I here? That was a big question in my mind. And uh, yeah, where am I going? Where am I going? And uh, I had those questions in at the back of my mind for many, many years. And while living in Helsinki, then I was working at a wonderful golf club and uh, liked it, liked it very much, but didn't feel that that was my purpose to be exact. So I had also some low back pain as a consequence of my work. And uh, I was searching for help for the low back pain. And uh, I found the help through yoga. Many people recommended it to me. And uh, so I went and I took an Ashtanga yoga class. And uh, it was a very interesting experience, which uh, can be shared with you later on. Uh, but it helped with my low back pain. And so I felt a curiosity towards yoga because the effect was profound and I have always been quite flexible naturally, so I also found it quite easy. Of course, at that time, I didn't know that yoga has nothing to do with flexibility or very, very little, <laughs> but it did make it feel in my mind as a beginner as, as easy. So after some years of working at the golf club and feeling that this is nice, but it's not really my purpose, I thought, okay, now it's time to take a break. And uh, I contacted... Uh, uh, travel agency that I had been using before and I told them look I have this much uh, time this is my budget what can you offer me I wanted something uh, related or a camp of some sorts uh, that had to do with surfing diving or yoga so they sent me a big list uh, via email and uh, of courses and there was a course there in uh, the list of a yoga teacher training, a 200-hour yoga teacher training at the base of the Himalayas in northern India. And that fit my schedule and my budget very well. And I thought, well, it's not like I'm going to be a yoga teacher, um, but I'll, I'll do the course. Maybe I'll learn something. I had these questions in my mind and I wanted some answers. So I booked that uh, yoga teacher training and uh, it turns out that was a very very good decision so I'm going to pause my story right here before I actually fly to India and I'm going to let Gabriel tell his story until the same date which is 
2013, right? Mm -hmm. Well, to those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Gabriel. I am from Chile. I am now 34 years old. I was born in the 80s, not in the 90s. <laughs> and uh, I come... That's why you like Backstreet Boys. And I think that they were totally lame already in the 90s. Well, <laughs> let's not say that I love them, but they were part <laughs> of the sidegeist of my era. And I had to listen to them and I enjoyed them. And my parents took me to a concert when I was 10 years old. And it was, it was great. But uh, anyway, I was born in Chile, in, a, in the capital of Santiago, to a family of uh, my mom, my dad, and three sisters. And uh, life there is very, very interesting. Of course, uh, I had a normal schooling, a Catholic upbringing. In a, we were not a religious family, but just uh, faith was part of our culture and my, my parents met in the church and we always had that significance, uh, that deep meaning that offers uh, the faith of Christianity to which I felt a little, um, what is the right word? I had conflicts with when I was getting older and uh, I have only now, much later on, come to peace with and to feel that that the tradition actually has some meaning. But that's uh, another episode, and maybe we can talk deeply about that. I studied law. I studied law for about seven years. So my profession is actually a lawyer, and I did some of that work for some time, not for very long time, because as soon as I graduated, uh, I had an intense desire to travel and for, to travel for a long time. I had already been traveling myself since I was 19. I lived in a few places. I spent some time in Tennessee, in the US, living with my cousin. I also lived in Melbourne, Australia, where I had a wonderful year, where I met fantastic people, uh, friends that I still have and cherish. And then among other travels in the world, I had also the opportunity to visit India. And uh, I had a strong desire to go there. I had already discovered my yoga practice when I was dealing with all the hard work of a law degree, which has helped me in my life. It was really great. It had touched me deeply, but I wanted to go even deeper. And I felt, okay, well, India is definitely the place to do it. It's the birthplace of yoga. So I took this opportunity after I graduated, a few months after, to go to Nepal. My excellent friend, Surya, invite me to spend some time in a wonderful lodge where we worked there. There were elephants and we were in the middle of the jungle. It was an absolutely amazing experience. And in the winter break of that work that I did in Nepal, I found also this teacher training course that Eva is also mentioning. And it was pretty close to where I was. So I just said, I'm going to take a break of two months I'll be back after the end of the season and I will catch up. So then I went to Rishikesh to this place. This was November 2013, uh, end of November, I still remember. And that is when I met Eva. And I guess we can pick up from here and, and share yes. that story. So. Basically, well, Rishikesh, for those of you who haven't been in India, 
India, of course, is a whole place on its own, and you can't really say this is one country. India is so much, is so many different cultures, languages, religions, practices, food, music, everything is different, climate in wherever wherever state you are. But where we were, the north of India, that was uh, in the state of Uttarakhand, Rishikesh is at the banks of the Himalayas and is popularly known there as the birthplace of yoga. And that is also a very important place uh, as a pilgrimage for the Hindus. And it is also in popular culture a well-known place because it's where, of course, the Beatles went in the 60s. And that was for me like a big deal because I'm a massive Beatles fan. I really wanted to go where Paul, John, Ringo and George have been playing and discovering spirituality. So I found this course and it was it was absolutely a, a wonderful experience. But I would have to say that the best thing of that course was to meet uh, this wonderful lady who I have in front of me. We were about 50 of us in that course. And I have to say that Eva took my attention pretty much immediately after we started that course. And uh, that lovely connection that we had, we had there with many lovely adventures in the Himalayas and uh, sharing beautiful food and traveling also in India has continued all the way until today. It's been almost 10 years. And we have traveled so much, learned so much. And I don't know if you want to share something else from that time, because otherwise I'm going to jump straight to another era and maybe we don't want to do that. Well, I just love our story and like, what are the odds that we would have met? And look, when I went to Indiana, when I found this course and my intention was Okay, so I'm, it's 2013. I'm in my early 20s. I'm going to find myself in the mystic lands of India all alone. And uh, then there you are and you ruined my single woman's independent trip. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did. So then uh, after meeting in that yoga course, you actually ended up inviting me to Nepal to work and I didn't have plans after the yoga course and you sold me the idea of being a uh, tourist guide of sorts mm. in this beautiful lodge in the middle of the jungle in Nepal as you mentioned before with elephants and and so we went to Nepal together and worked there for some time, a few months, maybe yes. three or four months. Nepal is also a beautiful country. I guess we should also add to this po podcast some travel insights for those of you who <laughs> want to travel because uh, I have visited myself so many places and um, Eva also that uh, we can give you some nice tips of places to visit when uh, when the time is right and when... Heartful talk and travel agency. Exactly, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, we were in Nepal, and Nepal is a beautiful country. The nature there is absolutely amazing. We had the fortune of uh, climbing the Himalayas together. We did the Annapurna Circle and many other adventures. 
And after that year, actually, in Nepal, we visited about 15 countries. We went on a complete crazy uh, traveling around the world, mainly in South America and Central America, which was very nice for me to introduce Eva, you know, this European Finnish lady to the cultures of my lands, which are rich and full of art and music and passion and uh, it was it was a beautiful time in life and of course the nature in latin america is absolutely beautiful i have to say though that when you took me to south america i was so impressed by the quality and the quantity of art in all its forms uh, from brazil all the way to peru and then through central america just the street art the the street music the musical skills i mean almost everyone in your family knows how to play the guitar and it's just a a culture that is so enriched by art in all its forms and it also revealed to me the the constrictions or i don't know if that's the right word but the limitations that that um that i place upon myself so it was a very creatively charged trip that that backpacking journey to through 15 countries so those of you who haven't been to latin america i hope the world opens up soon for you and if it calls you at all to definitely visit and enjoy that color and sound and beauty of south and central america yeah yeah it's an amazing place but I guess we should leave that also to another episode. <laughs> we have so much to share with you. But yeah, well, after that long trip, we had to make a decision. We were, of course, madly in love and we wanted to stay together. So we decided to come to Finland um, instead of Chile. Not an easy decision to make, but I think in retrospect, it was a good decision. And we came here to Helsinki not really having much clue about what to do, what what to where to start, what are we going to do with our lives. And that is when our tools, because we both loved yoga and we wanted to do something related to it, that is when we had the amazing fortune. This was in February of 2014. I still remember in the yoga festival of Helsinki, we had the amazing fortune of meeting there two of our dearest friends and mentors who are Nicola Moberg and Tuve Palmgren, who at that time were uh, leading the studio called Purna Yoga Helsinki. And I remember when I met them, I felt immediately a powerful connection with these two women. And I wanted to go and practice this Purna Yoga, which I'd never heard about, totally new for me. I was so interested. It was also in English, which was something no other yoga studio in Finland was offering. So it was easy for me to go and understand actually what was going on. And I have to say that upon entering that studio, everything I thought I knew about yoga completely changed for me. For me, before that, yoga was maybe most of it exercise of course was connection with myself was time for myself but it was it didn't have a structure it didn't have a head and legs and a nervous system and muscles it was just 
a spaghetti. It was just fluffing around and uh, I didn't know the word flaky at that time, but I have to say it was a little flaky for me. But upon entering that studio, as I said, everything changed because, and also I'm sure everybody who has been in that studio can also say the same, everything was so clean. Everything was so properly placed. The teaching I received that day was precise, was kind, was compassionate, was safe. And even though we didn't do anything really special or uh, flamboyant, after that class, I looked at Eva and I was like, I feel so amazing. Like there is something deeply aligned inside and I feel so good. And of course, you agreed with me and and this was, yeah, this was a very magical experience for me. And that's when I knew that I'm not going away from this place. I want to practice here as often as I can. And so I did. We went pretty much every day for a few months and I'm often glad we did. Often twice a day? Often twice a day. Like many people do today, many of our students do the same. So that was a great discovery and luckily for us Tuve was offering a teacher training and that teacher training was starting in March of 2015 and by the by the year 2014 we were still traveling and we were in Nepal actually just before the teacher training and and we decided to just leave all our travels and our plans in Nepal and move back to Helsinki and start that teacher training and a new life and it has proven to me to be probably the best decision of my life together with marrying Eva. <laughs> so that's the path that we're on after that first 200-hour teacher training with Tuve at Porneoga Helsinki. We have continued our studies with a 500-hour teacher training that came almost right after, a few months after and we had the immense privilege of studying with the founder of Purna Yoga, Adil Palkivala, who is uh, a true master of yoga. And he has influenced our teaching and practice uh, probably more than anyone on, on in the world. He deserves an episode on his own right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so he traveled to Finland, which we are eternally grateful for, to teach the 500-hour Purna Yoga teacher training. And this was in 2016, right? Between the, 2015 and 2016. The yeah. training ended in 2016, and so we graduated as 500-hour teachers. And uh, this is our current um, education, if you will. I mean, of course, a continued education is always there, but... Uh, regarding programs and we are planning hoping because uh, in purna yoga there's also a 2000 hour teacher training so we are hoping to one day be able to do that definitely and uh, this is where we are at and we both truly enjoy teaching uh, and sharing the gifts of purna yoga and it is also wonderful to be sharing this profession as a as a couple. We enjoy that part of it as well. And so that's why we are here today at the beginning of this new year with this podcast and uh, starting this new exciting 
journey. It is wonderful to share with you. And during these many years that I have been teaching and Eva also, we have met so many of you. And I've have always felt that there is just not enough time to share with you concepts that are valuable, concepts that are enriching for your life. And that's why we decided to do this podcast. We want to bring concepts that are valuable to you. We want to bring ideas that you can apply in your day-to-day -day life, ideas that you can entertain, maybe even giving you different perspectives on things. You may, of course, disagree with some things we say. You may agree with others. That is the richness of what we're trying to create here. And also our dream, after you have heard us a few times, is to also bring guests to this podcast, people that can bring their expertise and make this podcast even richer so that you can get so much valuable information that you can listen when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're on the bus, in between classes, before a yoga class, for example. Just so much valuable information. And that is coming from our hearts to you, the listener. So we thank you for listening to this first episode. I don't know if Eva, you want to say something to farewell our students and the people who are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the first podcast. And I really look forward to the next one already. Absolutely. See you on the next one. Bye.